1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On The Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. This is 105.9 The Region. I'm Tina Cortez with On The Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. My co-host and our real estate expert is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. And Asif, you have today's first guest. I do, Tina. Our first guest is Lisa Fitzgerald, Vice President of Sales at Manulife Bank. Lisa, welcome to On The Market. Hi, and thanks for having me today. Lisa, Manulife Bank's debt survey just came out and had some very interesting points. What are the top three points that you can tell our listeners about the bank debt survey? Yes, so um, our spring survey just came out. We're in our 12th year of doing this survey, and each time we run our survey, we try to coincide it with events that are happening in in the financial community. So this particular survey was looking really closely at how Canadians were feeling about increased interest rates, inflation, and affordable housing. And so, you know, the top three points, I think, were sort of one in four Canadians who completed the survey are feeling that they can't afford the home that they're in. Um, One in five Canadians who completed the survey also feel that if rates continue to increase, it's going to have a significant impact on their financial health. Um, And of course, half of Canadians that completed the survey felt that they're not in a really great position for surprises in their financial plan. So things like vacations or home renos um, are something that they're really sort of taking a second glance at. Now, Lisa, you mentioned that Manulife has conducted these types of surveys for over a decade. Did these results this year surprise you? Are they different from other years? Each time we do one of these surveys, we're trying to look at sort of a different perspective. So, for instance, you know, our our spring survey was really trying to take a look at how Canadians were feeling about their finances and mental health. Um, We just come out of a pandemic, and so how much did that pandemic have on spending and the way they were making decisions on spending their money? Um, The one thing that I can tell you from the last survey that we did is that um, Canadians have definitely been spending more than they did um, from the last survey. So that, um, you know, expenditures have definitely come up, you know, is that, a, is that a case of, of increased interest rates and inflation and they're being forced to spend or are they just choosing to spend more? And Lisa, that's a great point of, uh, you know, trying to get the temperature of, of how the consumer sentiment is right now. Is there yeah. a different sentiment between buyers and sellers and, and is there any correlation between the two? Yeah, so I can't really comment on that. The survey was really focused on Canadians um, from the ages of 20 to 69 with an annual income of over $40,000 in household income. So it didn't differentiate between um, whether someone was in a situation of buying or selling. I can tell you that it did, um, it did differentiate a little bit between uh consumers that are in a variable rate mortgage um, versus a fixed rate mortgage. 
um, which if you look at that one statistic about one in four feeling that they can't afford the home that they're in right now, about 34% of those uh, Canadians are currently in a variable rate, uh, which means that in most cases, it means that their rate um, is going to increase as the prime rate increase. And so that's going to have a direct impact on their monthly payment. And did the respondents comment about the impact of debt on their mental health? They did. So um, more than 50% of those folks that completed the survey did feel that they are under more stress because of their financial situation, and that is definitely affecting their mental health. And with affordability, there is a a good percentage that felt that housing is becoming unaffordable in their local community. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? That's absolutely true. So two-thirds of respondents that currently don't own a home that they feel affordability of a home within their community is out of reach to them. And I think that that also goes back to our previous survey that we did in the spring when we were trying to take a look at affordability and we found that, you know, many um, first-time home buyers, for instance, are only able to afford the home if, they're, if they have access to sort of a down payment outside of what they're generating themselves. So many of them are turning to their parents in order to be able to afford down payment. So was there a feeling then of being unprepared? Yeah, so it's tough to speculate on that. But what I do feel is that, um, you know, when when Canadians are going to get their mortgage, you know, they're they're looking at what they can qualify for. Um, And sometimes they're not necessarily looking at what they can afford. So if I can if I can qualify for say a, a two thousand dollar a month payment, am I really able to afford that if something were to happen, if rates were to increase and I was in a variable rate, if inflation continues to increase and it's going to cost me more to fill up my car or more to grocery shop, and that's where I think that Canadians are having a, a tougher a tougher time in terms of looking at what they can actually afford. Um, versus what they qualify for. And that's where we, you know, we, we constantly come back to, you know, suggesting that before you go and get your mortgage, that you're engaging with a really strong financial planner who's going to give you some strong advice on affordability um, and what to think ahead for it in, in cases of rising interest rates and, and rising inflation. And if, if inflation continues to increase, do you see that playing a larger role and people's mindset about affordability and about getting into home ownership? Absolutely, I do. Um, I think, you know, another stat that came out was that 18% also feel that they can no longer afford the home that they're in. And and I think it comes down to what, you know, if, if you don't have a strong understanding of inflation and interest rates and how it's going to impact you, you sometimes find yourself in that situation of what you don't know frightens you a bit. Um, and so, again, I think it's, I think it's important for Canadians to get some really strong advice, to take a look at their, do they have a budget and have they looked at ways that they can move um, items within that budget and and can they move things around so that they can afford an increased rate or, or they can afford more insurance. So it really comes down to taking a close look at your cash flow and your financial plan to see how it can be tweaked to help. Certainly lots of great information in the report. And Lisa, before you go, for our listeners that want to read the full report, 
where can they find it? They can find it at um, at manulifebank.ca. Awesome. Thanks so much for joining us and for uh, expanding on the results from the survey. Thanks so much for having me. After the break, vendor takebacks. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. I'm Tina Cortez, and of course, our real estate expert is Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties. And Asif, you have our next guest. Yes, Tina, Shale Rothman is back for On the Market, and Shale is the co-founder and managing partner of realestatelawyers.ca. Shale, welcome back. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Shale, lots to talk. Uh, I know we, last time you were on, we spoke about appraisals coming in low, and now there seems to be a return of the vendor takeback, or VTB. For our listeners that aren't familiar with what a VTB is, let's t- tell them a little bit more about it. So a vendor takeback mortgage is a private mortgage that is provided by the seller of the property to the purchaser of the property. Uh, it will always go in the first or second position, depending on whether or not the buyer has uh, a first mortgage or not. So if they have a first mortgage, that vendor takeback or private mortgage would go in a second position. So at what point in the transaction does the vendor take back mortgage come into play? So in normal circumstances, unlike the situations we're in today, that vendor take back mortgage will come into play um, if it's traditionally like an investment property where the seller is in a position where um, from a tax perspective, they want to keep some of their equity in the property as a mortgage in order to um, slowly get the money out. In the market that we're uh, seeing today, where you have um, the odd appraisal coming in lower than what the purchase price is, Mm -hmm. the bank will only lend on the agreement of purchase and sale purchase price or the appraisal, whichever one is less. So if you're in a situation where the appraisal is coming in lower, there will be a shortfall between the purchase price and the amount that the bank is lending, which has to be filled in order for that purchaser not to be in breach of contract. So that's where the purchaser their agent and their lawyer start exploring options on how to make up that shortfall. One of those um, options in your toolbox should be a VTB or a vendor take-back mortgage, which is if you have gone to third-party sources to try to get a private mortgage or friends and family to try to make up that difference and you're falling short, what's left is going back to the seller and saying, okay, well, can you either reduce your purchase price? And most of them will say, no, you're in breach of contract. So then it's, okay, well, can you give me the mortgage in order to make up the difference? From a seller's lawyer perspective, that conversation, if, if all the avenues have been exhausted, then you're in a situation where you're actually saying, okay, well, if you go back to market and you find them in breach of contract, you resell this property, you're selling for less, you may not ever be able to um, seek this money from the buyers, they go bankrupt or whatever it may be. Well, maybe if you give them a vendor take-back mortgage, you'll be in a situation where you can bridge that gap, still get the purchase price that you originally signed for, get some interest out of it, and hopefully as the market changes over time, be able to recoup that amount. And remember, it's a mortgage, so it's registered against the property. So if ever that buyer at any point in time tries to sell or refinance the property, 
they would have to deal with the seller who gave that vendor take back mortgage uh, to remove their mortgage off the title, which means they'd have to pay them off to make that work. And Shale, I mean, this is a, a complicated process in terms of the paperwork that's going to go in to secure that vendor take back. This is best left to the lawyers and not a realtor or mortgage broker drafting the paperwork, is it not? For sure. So when you start getting to those circumstances, while it's okay to have conversations and discussions between the parties and the real estate agents, please only have the paperwork go through the lawyers. Uh, there's specific clauses that need to be put in place to ensure that the seller is protected, as well as the buyer for that matter. Um, and it's just much better to make it sure that it goes through the lawyers to make sure all the T's are crossed, I's dotted. Um, and also that you understand the pros and cons and the risks associated with doing it, whether you are a seller or a buyer, uh, because there are risks on both sides. And can you go through those risks one more time for the, the buyer or the seller? Yep. So from a buyer perspective, um, you have to have that conversation first before you sign. So number one, you, you're already uh, in risk of being a breach of contract. Okay? So you're already short money. You're already technically in anticipatory breach because you're telling people that you can't technically close. And you have a first lender. Um, so let's say it's one of the banks who have lent you X amount of money. Well, they may not allow a vendor to take back mortgage behind theirs, or they may have to do special underwriting to even allow that to take place. So the last thing you want to do is put yourself in a worse position by signing additional documentation that puts you in a worse position. So that needs to go through the lawyers. It needs to get the mortgage broker involved. All that needs to be transparent. On the flip side of that, you have the seller. And it's a balance of probabilities of the lawyer educating them, saying, well, listen, it's clear they traveled all across the board here from friends, family, private mortgages, et cetera. They've exhausted all their avenues and they can't come up with the money. So you either just say to them, I'm keeping your deposit, relisting the property, and you know the appraisal already came in lower. So you're probably not going to get that dollar amount anyway. Or you just say, fine, I'll make up the difference, put a mortgage on there. But you do need to realize that what happens if the market doesn't shift and go back up? What happens if these people default and they're so far um, pressing themselves that they don't make the payments and the bank goes power of sale? You may never get that money. So it's important that you understand the risk that it is still a private mortgage. Um, it's not guaranteed. However, you do have security against the property, but you know what the value is because the appraisal has come in. So if the appraisal was the true market value of the property, you would have gotten all your money in the first place. So there already is a little bit of risk, but at the end of the day, if you're going to sell it to somebody else, you're not going to get that money anyway. So sometimes it, it makes sense to do that um, just to make sure that you can try to capitalize on that higher purchase price. Michelle, I'm, I'm going to date myself by uh, saying a vendor take-back was pretty common back in the day in real estate, but we haven't seen it for about uh, 10 or 15 years, not... Uh, not as a, a mainstream type of solution, but are you seeing more of it these days with the way that appraisals have come in and the market has shifted? We've seen a few. Uh, we do a lot of volume and they still haven't come into. Uh, remember, we're also in historical low interest rates. So when you start getting into private financing, those interest rates are much higher. Uh, the psychology behind it of, hey, I'm getting a 25 to 4.5% interest rate that's now over 10%. One, um, they may not have the money to pay it as a buyer um, from a monthly perspective. And number two, it's just the psychology around it. You're saying, okay, wow, I'm paying so much more. 
So they try to push the envelope to get friends, family, etc. I'm not saying that in another couple months' time, uh, if Bank of Canada continues to raise rates and uh, the bond rates are continuing to rise, that that might not change things. Um, but at this current point, that's why we're not seeing people push the envelopes at that, that level. But but you do see it um, in extreme circumstances. Um, but in most circumstances, if you're buying and selling in the same market or you're keeping your closing dates a little bit tight, so for example, if you're buying today and closing within a month, you're minimizing your risk as well in terms of um, the appraisals being lost. Good points. And for our listeners that uh, may be in a jam due to a low appraisal on their purchase or sellers that may not know about this option and want more information, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, so anyone is free to give us a shout at uh, www.realestatelawyers.ca. Uh, of course, you can reach out to me directly. My email is rothman at realestatelawyers.ca. And again, don't lock yourself into one stream of a solution. Make sure you talk to the professionals and know all of your options before you make an educated decision. Great advice as always. Thanks so much for joining us for On the Market and we look forward to getting you on again soon, Shale. Thanks so much, everybody. Take care. When we come back, your real estate questions and the hot listing brought to you by Souk, simplifying the home ownership experience. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. Time now for our listener questions, and we begin with Eli in Unionville. He noticed that in some areas, the price of a home has dropped dramatically, while other areas are still too expensive. How does he find an area that will not force him into a bidding war? Asif, what do you think? That's a great question. And and if you're looking at areas that you may not be forced into a bidding war, I mean, it's very, it's house specific. So if the house shows very well and it's priced uh, market value, you're going to end up in a bidding war most probably because there will be a lot of tension to that house. But if you're looking for certain pockets that have less of a chance of you getting into a bidding war, look at inventory levels, look at days on the market. Those are going to be situations like if you have a lot of inventory in a certain pocket, there's a lot of choice for buyers. So you may not get into a bidding war there. Or if a home has been on the market for 90 days, 100 days, you know that uh, that uh, the option of that bidding war has come and gone and you may be able to get a deal on that property. And the other thing to look at is why is that home still on the market? Is it overpriced? There's so many differentiating factors that go into whether a home goes into a bidding war or not. But two great uh, ways to look at it is if you consider days on the market and if you consider how much inventory is in that specific pocket. And are you noticing this from your perspective, from your office, um, with your clients, that there are areas that are hotter than others right now? There certainly are. I mean, there's, uh, you know, there's, there's some houses that have gone into bidding wars before the offer date and you're getting, you know, in four or five days, you're getting 25, 30 showings on these houses. But then there's other places that have been sitting for 60 days or 90 days and there's hardly any traffic going to those areas. So it's cyclical and those areas will come back into play as well. It really depends on how much inventory there is and 
what uh, the price points are set at. Our next question comes from Janna in King. Her older home sits on an extra large lot. How does she best market her property and perhaps attract a builder to the area? Again, great question. And, you know, there's there's a lot of builders that are looking for property right now. Uh, when you're on the MLS, you're exposed to everybody. But you could actually go in and try and uh, approach builders if you know certain builders that are building in that area, that are purchasing older lots and, and getting into, uh, you know, properties that have been in need of renovation or maybe the lot is big enough that they can build a couple of homes or townhouses on. So if you know builders in the area, it's it's really easy to go and approach them. Sometimes they have signs out in homes that they're already building or it's going on the MLS and opening it up to not only builders, but maybe consumers that are thinking of building their own home there as well or updating the home and staying there. Lots of different options. Okay. As a reminder, you can send your questions anytime to info at 1059theregion.com. But Asif, if our listeners prefer to contact you directly, how can they do that? Yeah, they can reach me at 416-985-CON. That's 416-985-5426. Now, just before we go, the On The Market Hot Listing brought to you by Souk. That's S-O-U-Q-H, simplifying the home ownership experience. Asif, over to you. You know, we're going to go up to Aurora, and it's a, it's a home that's coming soon. It's an absolutely gorgeous home. It's been updated, beautiful kitchen, gorgeous floors throughout. It's 54 Cotting Hill Way, and this is in the Bayview, Wellington Road area. It's, it's a great community. You're surrounded by everything. You could walk to movie theaters, grocery stores, all the amenities, shopping, restaurants. It's such a fabulous community, and it's steps from the school. So for those people that have young kids that in public school, this is right across the street from a school. So it's a short commute and a safe commute for children. Four bedrooms, gorgeous layout, two formal rooms that are separate. So you've got a living and dining separately, a large family room that overlooks the kitchen. The kitchen's open, all renovated. The bathrooms are renovated. It's got a huge master suite with a really big walk-in closet, and a really nice private backyard as well. Okay, I've got a couple of follow-up questions for you here. First one, coming soon, which is what you started with here. We often see that on those signs in our own neighborhoods. What is the purpose of the coming soon? Why not just list it right away? So the coming soon is, you know, you want to let people know that it's coming on the market. They may There may be a few small things to take care of before it actually goes live. It may be in the process in between having pictures taken to receiving the pictures and virtual tour and, and the dollhouse tour, having all of that prepared. And, you know, you're just waiting to go live. But what it does is it does alert people that this home is going to be on the market soon. And if they are looking in the area, they may want to hold on until they see that home and be able to get in there and take a look and see if that's going to be their future place to live. You also mentioned that this home is, you know, great in terms of you can walk to whatever you need. The amenities are all close by. We often see on listings that there is the walking score. What exactly does that mean? Yeah, you know, another great question, Tina, but the walk score, what it is, is it, uh, it ranks it out of 10 as to how, what the proximity is for you to be able to 
get to places without a vehicle. And you'll see, you know, they'll have a walk score for schools, for uh, entertainment, restaurants, amenities, as, as in haircutting places, to transit. And this one would probably rank in the high nines because everything is within, I would say, a five to seven minute walk from the home to the movie theaters, to the restaurants, to shopping, to grocery stores, to the gym. Everything is right across the street. You're at Bayview and Wellington. So that entire corner is commercial retail and also amenities such as gyms, spas, everything. Everything's right there. So one more time, the highlights of this four-bedroom property and where our listeners can get more information. There's 54 Cotting Hill Way. It's a four-bedroom, and they're big bedrooms. They're spacious bedrooms. Uh, It's a four-bedroom property. It's got a gorgeous updated kitchen with granite. It's got a large family room that overlooks it. Really nice formal areas, which are separate. So, you, you know, when you're entertaining, you've got these separate formal areas, a two-car garage. It's just a great, great location. And for more information, they can contact me at 416-985-5426 or 905-554-5522. If you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. I'm Tina Cortez. Thank you for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.